podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Everyone loves good motion. Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Episode we number 116. We did. You guys just made a nap. You made it. That is a $10 idea. Welcome to episode number 116. I am your host, Tiggs, and with me as always, Atman Russ. Hey, y'all. I'm alive. Uh, Atman number two, Peter. Um, I just realized that John Cena firefighter movie is on HBO, so I have to go very soon. Playing with fire? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And Atman number three, Alex. R.I.P. Quibby. Pouring out for a real one. That is, we should have done a Quibby cast. We, we really should have yeah, done a Quibby cast. that's why they're gone. Yep, <laughs> that's that's entirely accurate. Um, but instead, what we did, well, it is spooky season, and it's time to watch some spooky movies, or whatever Welcome to Blumhouse kind of is. Um, no, friendship ended with Blumhouse. I, I oh, man. Uh, I, I, let's just get into this, because I am annoyed at most of these movies. Um, do we want to start with the Welcome to Blumhouse films, or do we want to go to some of the other ones that you guys watched? Let's. I think maybe we start off with Welcome to the Blumhouse. Okay. Because... Does anyone have one that they want to start with? Uh, um, let's start with maybe like because uh, I did not watch two of them because I lost the will to, and I really want to hear about. Them. Which uh, I'd love to hear about watch? the lie. I yeah. did not watch the lie or. One of the other ones. <laughs> That's not Black okay, Box. Which two did you watch? So the lie is the most. Here's the lie is the really true problem child with a bunch that shows that like Blumhouse doesn't seem to give a shit about what this was. Yeah, it's more of a problem child too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, look who's talking. There we go. Uh, so like I like it's like October and you know. Blumhouse is like, oh, we're going to release four movies on Amazon Prime under the banner Welcome to the Blumhouse. Yeah. And, and and clearly it's like, oh, man, are they going to do their own sort of, like, Black Mirror-ish thing? Like, if they're they going to do, like, an anthology, is this going to be another label of theirs since, like, the streaming era has, has forcibly begun? Yeah. And, but The Lie is a, like, two-year-old movie yep. that, that premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival, like, as I said, like, two years ago. Like, 2018. Yes. Yep. Under the title Between Earth and Sky, and it was Also a, makes no sense. It was positioned as a, like, prestige drama. Cut to two years later, Blumhouse is releasing it on streaming, almost repackaged without doing anything, as, like, kind of a thriller. And it's fucking boring. It's... Super boring. It's the most well shot of all four of the movies, probably. Cinematography. Well, I think that's. I think that's. Uh, you have a director here in Vina Sud who did uh, all three or four problematic seasons of The Killing, so she's got that? some polish be behind her. But this movie is like, even without its twist ending, it's still really bad and makes no sense yep. and with it it's really bad and makes no sense and it's just everyone in the movie is a is talented yeah. i've seen them yeah. do things that are good but this is just like it, it it was like almost flawed as a concept in and of itself yeah and i guess like 
fuck it. For for rest, let's rust down sake. Like okay, it's about a father and daughter on their way to dance camp when they spot the girl's best friend on the side of the road. When they stop to offer the friend a ride, their good intentions soon result in terrible consequences. It's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's so there's no tension to it, and it's the same issues as one of the others, uh, Evil Eye, that we'll get to in a minute, in which they set up this premise in which it is not interesting unless something else is happening. So there's never a time in which you are sitting there like, I wonder if something else is going on that I don't know about yet. And there's no mystery to it. You're just waiting for them to actually reveal the curtain that ended up being see-through the entire time. I think the twist is they, they put no work in over the first hour and 20 minutes to make me believe anything else was going on but that. Right. The lie. Except I do, the one thing I do really like is the ending of, like, the parents still being like, fuck it, no, like, we love our child so much and it doesn't, we're going to keep doing whatever we have to do sort of thing. They all hug. Like, like we can't, we're not mad at her and we can't blame her, we love her too much. Like, that's interesting, but I don't think they work with it at all throughout the rest of the film. No, and I thought that was like I. My assumption was it's Blumhouse, and it's a girl who's like fucked up, and the parents have to contend with that. Almost like a a super grounded, like you find out you have a kid like Damien or something. What do you do? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it wasn't that, and I think it was presented, or maybe it wasn't presented that way. That's that's. But I assumed that from my knowledge of like how Blumhouse kind of takes ideas we've seen before and reinvents them but yeah. i expected that and it ends up being just like that's not where where the crux of it goes and i was even okay with like it being the sort of the, 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 the like white privilege sort of allegory shit with these parents kind of trying to you know blame some brown guy and i was like oh, okay this is it this is all interesting but it's like i don't i think everything that anything that was interesting was accidental because well, yeah, their cover story is terrible. Yeah, it doesn't. Yes, there's nothing to it. Yeah. Um, and and so we can spoil all of this, right? Does anyone care? No one cares. No, right? no one cares at all. I didn't think so. I really expected either the parents or the daughter to kill the friend at the end, uh, so that the that no one gets caught. Yeah, I would. I thought that was happening too. I thought that was going to happen too. Yeah, and I and I thought. That would have been okay. Yeah, like now we. I mean, that actually makes way more sense. Yep. You're gonna let this girl. Like, what happens to her now? Where's her dad? The the daughter who's been like desperately trying to get like her parents back together finally does it. It's about to be taken away from her because of this friend of hers that she was lying. Like, kill the friend. Now now you're all in this like triage of murder. Yeah. And it's like you now you all deserve each other and you all have to kind of live with a punishment that is like yourselves. Yep. But no. No. Yeah, they just like, do nothing were, with it. It, it. it was like, I saw so many other movies in this, I, or, or just things. I, I saw Twilight Zone episodes, oh God, Black yeah. Mirror episodes. Well, you that's, know, so many different types of things that I think all that stuff messed with my like knowledge of what I thought this was going to be. Yeah. And that's the problem with all of these, is that there's too, there, there's too much obvious influence in them to not be 40 oh, yeah. minutes episodes of an anthology show which makes when me and alex talk about scare me later makes that movie so much better absolutely um 
as I said, like every single one of these, if they were 40 minutes long, you can get away with being that close to other properties that we've seen before. Right. Uh, yeah. So uh, who else saw Evil Eye? I did. I did. So uh, you want to give it a quick rest down? I'm, yeah, sure. I'm surprised, Alex. I mean, the I mean, the, the, they're not a Greek family, but it is obsessively about like uh, the, the the evil eye of the like uh, well, the, that we as Greeks know. Okay. Oh, but, that's too, well. That almost sounds moderately interesting. But so yeah, I looked at the ones that were. Let's pause this for an hour and a half. Go watch yeah. it. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sure. Oh, uh, yeah, Evil Eye. Uh, a superstitious mother is convinced that her daughter's new boyfriend is the reincarnation of a man who tried to kill her 30 years ago. So, same issues with this. First of all, Evil Eye, dumb title, has nothing to do with the movie. No, um, well, they do have those those eyes everywhere yeah. that are supposed to protect from evil. So, so, it's the same issue. This mother has no good reason for thinking this, and they nope. do nothing with her paranoia. Right. I think this mother needs to be visibly insane through some of this. I think she needs to be like Ash, like Ashley Judd, Michael Shannon, Bug for this oh, tour. Oh, that works. Oh, I was just talking, talk about like hereditary. Um, like yeah. Insane, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I think that that's what was and because she was not tone, turned up to like eleven. Yeah. I couldn't figure. I'm like, is is she crazy? Or is she not? Because if she's right, this movie is weird. And if she's wrong, she needs to be crazy. Right. Well, yeah, that's if you don't ramp her up, of course she's right. Right, exactly. Because they are not making an interesting film for her to be wrong. It's the same issues with the lie. Yes. So we're and... just sitting there bored until the dude finally says, it's, it's a me, and that's it. And then, I don't, I don't know which is the worst of the four. I think this, this might is. be the worst of the four, right? Yeah. This this was because I realized, at least with the lie, I was wondering what's going to happen. I eventually realized, oh no, the mom is just right, and this isn't a well-made film. Yep. No. Um, is there anything in this that like no merits it being a ninety-minute thing at all? No. 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 This uh, easily. I feel like once I got to the forty-minute, once I got to the forty-minute mark. Well, here's the thing. If I have to check and see how much time is left in a movie, Ugh, yeah. I'm either exhausted or it's bad. Yeah. And at like the 37 minute mark, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, I, I think I did the same thing around that time. I, I mean, the other two movies at least had twists. Did this actually have one? Well, as I, all, it, I mean, it, it doesn't have a twist because it's not working to disprove what someone believes. Like, right. Um, so I think this one's the worst because my viewing experience with this movie is that I was watching it at work in between classes, um, and the day ended and I had 15 minutes left and later that night I was in bed about to go to sleep and I was like, oh shit, I never finished Evil Eye. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, I forgot about this movie for hours and I had only missed the reveal of the ending kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, and I feel bad because this I think this in more capable hands is really good. And I like, I, it, I appreciate that the welcome to the Blumhouse is all the movies for the most part were either written or directed by people who generally aren't in the zeitgeist or just straight up white dudes. Right. So I thought that all was pretty good, but 
Yeah. It's like, you, totally. you led with these ones? Like, I know. Each, they, I, I did, see the movie. I see where Evil Eye could be good. Did, did that? It's just a couple of tweets. How is the act they don't have? It. Like, did you? Like, was, were the people able to carry it? Everyone's on the phone. So there's not a lot that they could have done. Yeah. There was so, but I thought, like, calls. yeah, this one is mostly phone calls. But I thought the daughter, I thought she's in Glow. And she's in like the turn down for what video and like oh. some other stuff. I thought she was, I thought she was, I've never seen her outside of being a tertiary character at best. Yeah. So I thought in that sense, she kind of held her own pretty well. I thought and she was I'm good. curious to, I, I thought that to see, I'm curious good. to see her do others. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was pretty good. But, um, and mom is just like, mom, I, mom either needed to be, wrong or turned up a bunch like something right. was off or both yeah, yeah. both would great so flat yeah <laughs> both both would have been awesome yeah i don't and... know i don't know if her performance was good or not because every single time she was talking i was just like please pick a direction right. but that's that's a writing and directing thing it was because, like just... and, it, and it's like 15 minutes in she's already so uh upset and like i have to go to sleep oh i have a headache oh i don't feel great oh i don't like this guy that he's like already and i thought like the daughter had a pretty decent point early on when she was like what you wanted you wanted me to find a guy for forever that's all you ever wanted now i have it and you're like uh he's a bad dude so i was hoping like maybe it's about mom being like just parents expectations and never being good enough or something else Yep. But then it's not straight up. Nope, she is uh, right. She's right. He's so does... the reincarnated guy that she killed that was, like, abusing her. And then there's a baby at the end. And it happens again. The cycle continues. Uh, yeah. So to pivot with this, I think this is closest to, uh, from something Black. we talked about, to Black Box. Yeah. Because Black Box was the one that felt the most, like, it feels like they thought they were making a 40-minute episode, and then it just turned out to be a yeah. 40 minutes. It just kept going. Well, they they do the reveal that either should have been at the end or the beginning. Like, they, they put that in the middle, I guess, to try to... Do you want to this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after losing his wife and his memory in a car accident, a single father undergoes an agonizing experimental treatment that causes him to question who he really is. Now, from a premise standpoint, I was most... This was one of the ones I was like... Nocturne and this were the ones that, from a premise standpoint, I was like, yes, yeah, I buy this idea. Um, but this really did just feel like a Black Mirror episode that was too long that if cut up a little differently would have been better. Would have been yeah. really good, yeah. I think we needed more hints at the, uh, the Doctor's son earlier on. Yep. Because yeah. it, you're just vamping for time. Like it's yes, I and it's so weird that they skipped over. They should have showed us him punching the wall or showed us him being mean to his daughter, because without it, it doesn't feel like they're building towards that reveal. Oh, dude, that daughter is so adorable too. Yeah. Like she, like if if it wasn't for her, I would have turned this off at some point. <laughs> yeah, she was super cute, and but yeah, it's like this move. This was one where. It's like all of these movies seem like they, if you're looking at an EQ board, just the levels aren't right. Right. (laughs) And this one was one where I was like, okay, 
and having like Felicia Rashad as like a psycho doctor mom is a really good idea because we've kind of known her our whole lives as like yeah. a really good mom. Right. So seeing her be just like tweaked to be a little bit crazy, I'm like, yes, that's a smart idea just in casting alone. Like a lot of this stuff makes sense. This could have been 50 minutes and it would have been significantly tighter and better. As I a feel result. Like, like it really is just a black mirror. I feel yeah. like that's what they should have done. And I don't mean that in a bad way. The, yeah, no, no, no. I, I totally agree. It, it, it's very much in the vein of black mirror. And the more I think about like what welcome the Blumhouse should have been, maybe it should have just been really short movies that are basically episodes of like long episodes of shows that are, you know, twilight zone ish or black mirror ish or whatever. Yep. Cause this yep. did, and, did not work. No. And it's like this one, this, this wasn't like most black mirrors are tech centric and like they're mostly about the technology. Yeah. This had like interesting technology, but it really wasn't about that in and of itself. Right. I think there's a space for Blumhouse to kind of do that. Yeah. And I would rather them make short films yeah. that that are really, really interesting that maybe you can lengthen them out with a bigger budget and like more fleshed out ideas. But I bet every single one of these people had a really good shorter idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the like my problem with this, I think, and it, this is how I'll connect it to Nocturne later. Nice. The the kind of monster in his visions, like with the crooked back thing, I've seen that entirely too many fucking times. Oh yeah. I think they just needed to have something that overtly, or I feel like somebody was saying we need to have something that's overtly a scary thing. I know, and I get why it's the broken back kind of thing, but I am just so tired of that visual. I, I agree. I, I see Alex has gone on mute, so hopefully okay. everything's okay there. Um. Is there anyone? I, did, I, I do think this is probably my favorite of the four. This, well, me too. This is the one it's that I thought my was second favorite. Four. Yeah, it, I think it's, it's the one that has the least wrong with it. Yeah, but I think just from a from an entertainment standpoint, I think I enjoyed Nocturne a little bit better. Shall we talk about Nocturne? Uh, oh, Okay, so so Nocturne, aka I, I like to think of it as the Lisa's rival episode of the <laughs> It's very true. I, I was thinking of it as Black Swan by way well, of Riverdale. Well, yes, that's that's all true. Black Whiplash. Ooh, but yeah. they literally have the scene where you, Lisa, congratulations, Lisa, you made it. <laughs> I got first chair. <laughs> no, you were against consciousness. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Yeah, this this was this was the one like like the crooked back uh, guy in uh, Black Box. I feel like I've seen this movie a million times. Already. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, it's well. I sorry, sorry I didn't get a chance to, to comment about Black Box, but I'm saying um, that one. I, I think that the the actors in that could not handle. Well, was that Felicia Rashad was actually she, she's talented, but like those guys, they could not handle that movie. And I think that that's the problem with these smaller things. They're giving this to people that I don't think can balance out an entire film right, and you yeah, see that sure. especially with nocturne <laughs> yeah because you see you're supposed to see this uh this young woman go through this change uh based on this thing that she finds that that changes her like this notebook um and you just get the impression that like this actress she's trying very hard but she doesn't sell it <laughs> and it comes up kind of goofy <laughs> Well, I've seen her in other stuff, and 
I think this was probably the more of a stretch from what she's done. She's been on, well, she was on like the first season or two of um, Handmaid's Tale. She's on Euphoria. But I think this role was a, probably was a little bit, she probably bit off a little bit more than she can chew. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, what if they flipped it and made the other twin her? But that's the girl from Jumanji, and I don't know if she can do it either. Yeah. So oh. uh, it, it's tough, but I feel... I, I always like the idea that idea of like people trying to pursue perfection at a cost. Um, sure. And, it, and I love like generally speaking, like that whole idea and music people are, you know, nuts. But I think this I was like, one was the closest. I found myself disagreeing with Julie Benson. Hey, right, this is kinda of stupid. <laughs> uh yeah. But it, it it felt I think this one for me did almost the the uh, close closest to the right amount of stealing from other stuff to work. It's the one that looked and felt yeah. the most like a horror film. Yes. Yes. Sure. That is one hundred percent true. But I've but seen would, it too many times. But I was saying to to Peter, I feel like the like I don't know if it's like the way everything is shot or the uh, the color grading or something, but all of these look too much the same. Well, that looked exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're getting a, a Blumhouse cinematic universe. Uh, I hope so. That, okay. I'm into that. But it's like, I think ultimately, where I think all these movies fall flat, I didn't rust down this one, but whatever, who gives a shit, um, <laughs> is we all have an expectation that is associated with this brand. And I think we got a bunch of dog shit. Yeah. And I'm now... Now, granted, we're in COVID times, the world is different, and if people can't release things, they're probably just acquiring things more than they're, like, actually producing things. Right. But still, it's just, I expected, oh, they're going to figure out a way to, I almost thought of it like, this is going to be Blumhouse's stab at, remember when Netflix had those, like, street-level Marvel shows that, you know, two of them were really good, three of them were good, and one of them was bad. Or, like, the Halloween stuff. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like more more street like more street level or sm- smaller budgets, so they had to stretch their creativity. But it's like the budgets really were irrelevant. It's like they just stole shit from other movies yeah. or ideas, and that can work. It's hard. Everything you can borrow almost anything, but none of this stuff landed. And most of the movies, with the exception of, I would say. Black Box and Nocturne, I didn't check the clock. But they had some good stuff. But, like, you're, come on, Blumhouse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that this is the, this is still the year in which they did Fantasy Island. So well, I, think, right. I think my excitement at hearing their name attached to something is incredibly lessened. Wait, and Invisible Man, right? Yeah, but I liked it. Yeah, no, that was great. I was going to say, this is... It started out really high for Blumhouse, and then it's just been downhill. Did they do that Kevin Bacon movie, too? No. Okay. Uh, Stir Vectors? <laughs> no, he's talking about... Uh, oh, shit, what is Actually, that? didn't they? I think... they. I'm pretty sure they did. Hang on. Okay. You should have left. Be here, yeah. That's oh, yeah. That's how people didn't like that. I almost no, started it's bad. Times. It's yeah. You should yeah. They did. You should have left. This year for them was Fantasy Island, Invisible Man, and The Hunt. 
you those know, were the ones that got theatrical, and then you should have left the live Black Box, Evil Eye, Nocturne. Wow. Yeah. But we're getting the craft, and we're getting freaky soon. Did the craft? Freaky. So maybe those will be good. Yeah. Well, if, uh, other than yeah. Vince Vaughn's involvement in Freaky, I am very interested in it. Yes, I hate him, but I think the movie looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, speaking but yeah, what of... scares me with them is, sorry, is that like I'm a, I'm as much of an A24 fan as I think anyone on the planet, and this is like my nightmare scenario for another studio that I really like, where they just drop in one year, drop nothing but dog shit, yeah. and like they only had one, like of the one, two, three, four, five, six out of eight films. I only liked one. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good rate. That's not a good ratio. Oh, uh, speaking Whatever. of things that scare Russ, <laughs> I don't know. I when Russ said scare me, I was like, "Oh, we can do a really good uh segue into that way. Let's just let's talk about scare me." Um now this yep. is the movie about a bunch of people going to a music festival and then like camping in the woods and telling horror stories. No, that's a different. Nope. Okay, scare. that's the one I watched. So, <laughs> tell me about the one you watched. Uh, uh, scare me is about two people in a blackout in a cabin. Two writers who take turns telling them each other scary stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like this is one of those ones that if you're not, uh, it's got middling reviews, and I think it's because if you're not on board with it, I can see how it might not be the movie for you. But if you're into it, um, like as, as I was, uh, I found a lot to enjoy. Um, it's got Aya Cash, who um, I just, love her. I, I did too. She was just in The Boys season two. Uh, she was Stormfront. Um, oh. And she is fantastic in this. And um, it's Jeff. I'm sorry, is it Jeff Rubin? Is that his name? Josh Rubin. Josh, Josh Rubin. Um, he's. This is a movie where. Like unlike the Blumhouse, uh, Welcome to the Blumhouse movies, you're watching people enjoy themselves on screen for a portion of this, yeah. and when that's happening, it is like infectious. Like you want to stay in those moments when they're telling some of these stories, and there is definite tension and all the stuff in between, and there is even freaky moments in those stories. But um, I think that like after watching all those ones, you forget that like oh, people can have charisma while they're on screen, even when something bad is happening. Yeah, and then Chris Red shows up halfway through and is delightful. He's great. Ooh. Yeah. Um, the stories in these are just enjoy like, and the way that they're shot, like, they'll, they will, like, like I catch but yes, and, and if this is a movie right now, we'd start dollying in, and then they start dollying in, and, like, all this is, now you hear the, uh, the strings, and, like, they do, the, like, they... Yeah, they, there's a they lot do. of thematic elements to when they're t- and how they're, they're telling the story. That's pretty good. Yeah. In a way, uh, this is where I think people hop off, because if you find the two of them obnoxious when they do this, you're not going to like this movie. And I I think that it goes, it, again, it, it becomes very apropos with all this, because the uh, Josh Rubin character is someone who's trying to become a writer and doesn't really have any ideas of his own, and is kind of a hack. And that's kind of a hack idea that he's going in with to this. Um, and uh, it's really, I, I almost like at, towards the end became like sad when it was like, oh, there's going to be conflict here just because I was enjoying them working <laughs> together so much. Yeah. 
Um, but, but I think it's like, I don't know, it's, I, I without being, I didn't find it obnoxious, Peter, I don't know if you did. Oh, no, I did, I did, as I said, I think that's why it has middling reviews, because I think, as you said, like, if you're not, if you're, if you don't gel with the way the two of them are acting and telling stories, you're not going to like this movie. And, like, if, if, and I see, if, like, I think people can hop off of it, this train, like, very early. Yeah. I loved it. Me too. Um, I I, want to watch it. I wanted wanted to figure out a way to watch it. Yeah, it's... It's it's on Shudder. And I think it's, like, gives itself a very fun way of scaring you because you kind of work yourself up listening to their stories. Okay. Because you cut... it's, It's like that thing of, like, they are telling a scary story and you have that mystery in your head of like, okay, but I am watching a horror movie. So when does this turn? When does like, is there a part like, does, is is there a part of this story that it starts to get go in this direction or this direction? So you work yourself up getting scared at their own stories because of the medium it's told in. And I, yeah, I, I highly suggest it. It's on it's just amazing how much more effective someone can be describing something than a lot of movies are showing. Right. <laughs> when usually, usually you want to obviously show instead of tell. But I think that like the way that they use exposition and storytelling and all that is so much more effective. And um, the story she tells, she's so good at it. Yeah. And I it, love it. Agreed. Yeah, I I I, th- I think everyone should watch this. Uh, this makes me want to do this with with people. Okay, that, yeah. yeah. All right, I I want to do that. But just to be clear, I do not recommend people watch Scare Me, the other <laughs> one, which is awful. On all- which is funny because that was the one I was gonna watch because it had that guy with the cool cot like uh, neon glasses on the poster. Yep. And and I that was, seems cool. I was super into that idea. Um, the only the people on this podcast, and probably the people listening to this podcast, uh, will understand this reference. But it has it. It's got about the effects, but uh, the effects of Califragia too. Um, so it's 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 about there with it. Um, the weakest in the series. Yes, obviously. Um, Sophomore slump. <laughs> it. This movie's uh, so. Here's what it's about. So it starts in you know, uh, peop- the, it starts in like this weird David Lynch uh, like kind of feeling office. Uh, then it, uh, you know, the, the a guy gets sacrificed. It kind of cuts to the woods where people are telling scary stories. This one girl's like, I gotta go to the bathroom, um, and she sees something while she's out in the woods. She goes back to her friends that are telling the stories. They are killing one of the people. Um, then it is implied that she dies. And then the next thing that happens is I call up my niece and I turn the volume down in the movie to try to stop paying attention to it. Uh, then we play Among Us for the next 45 minutes and I mute the movie completely. Um, and Jake sounds pretty sus. And then after that, I, I, I pause it. I see that there's still like 56 minutes left. And I scrub straight to the end and say, I can't believe, I don't even know why I wasted any time with this. Yeah, it's incredible. And you and your niece did better numbers playing Among Us than AOC. I, I think so. Uh, <laughs> Tom, this is such a topical podcast. <laughs> um, um, 
Tiggs, did you watch something else or just Russ watching Bliss? Uh, well, uh, Alex watched Host, I believe, but uh, Russ also watched Bliss. Yeah, uh, I watched Bliss. How um, is it? It's a fucking waste of time. Um, <laughs> so, I was actually excited to watch Bliss because I saw VFW and that movie fucking ruled. Yeah. And that's the movie that this guy made like six months after Bliss. So I was like, all right, I'll see what he made first. And long story short, it's about like a, a an artist in LA, like a punk artist, who's like everyone likes her art. But she <laughs> she has a, she's good at it, but she's having artist block. So <laughs> she meets this guy, her drug dealer, who's like, dude, I got this stuff you don't even know. It it'll it's every drug ever combined. <laughs> Basically. So she's like, that sounds good. I'll take that. So she takes it and it, it, and it invariably gives her a blood lust for like flesh and stuff. She basically That's... turns into a, a zombie. I hate that premise because if you said, here are two drugs mixed into one, I would walk away from you. Just... Mm-hmm. And I, there's some things that I like to do. Not Desi. Desi <laughs> says, give me those drugs. Give me all of them. <laughs> So she takes all the drugs, and then she has an orgy, and then uh, she's in a bathroom, like, damn, I need more drugs. And one of the girls she had an orgy with is like, let's take more drugs. So they take more drugs, and then a girl walks into the bathroom, and they eat her or whatever. And then she wakes up and, like, does good art. But then she's like, oh, I feel so bad. Uh, And also, did I eat a lady but then she takes more drugs and then she eats george went and a bunch of other people and this it's just atrocious it's so stupid it's like a grindhouse movie that thinks it has more uh substance to it than it does uh it's like this guy saw like mandy or something and was like oh i can make a movie with a lot of purples and reds and it'd be good okay yeah and it's like awful and the acting is like film school bad it's and this girl is in vfw and i love that movie but that movie is just pure grindhouse without trying to be good bliss i think was trying to be like a good movie and it's terrible and she just eats she just kills people and there's no arc to anyone's character development and george went i don't know why he's in this movie it's bad. It's super bad. It's a waste of time. And it's 80 minutes, and I was checking at the 30-minute mark. <laughs> Don't watch it. But her art's good. All right. Well, that, at least there's that. Um, Don't see it. Alex. Yes. I wasn't new. Um, I watched Host. Um, this is... Not the, the Host. No, this is just Host. This is about... Um, a bunch of uh, British birds on a Zoom call because it takes place during oh, the coronavirus so pandemic. Movie, right? Yes, this is only 50 minutes long, 55 minutes long. Can you guess already. why? Because that's how long it is for a free Zoom call. The movie literally, I uh, spoiler alert, the movie literally ends because they don't upgrade to premium. Uh, <laughs> this already sounds awesome. I'm not going to lie. 
it's 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 both awesome and terrible because the beginning moments you're like oh this is kind of what it's like being on that awkward zoom call where you don't know anyone and they're all talking about their personal stuff that you could not give a shit about um then they have a seance and and one uh one lady uh pretends to communicate with a ghost which causes ghosts to show up to all of them um i will say if you're doing a seance over Zoom and a ghost shows up to one person's house... It shows that, up to all of them. Oh, it shows... But, yeah, but it starts with someone, right? Yes. Does that mean they did the best seance? I think so. Like, the uh, person's seance harder than the others? I, so, I'm surprised I, that there's only see, one this, ghost. This movie is, like, the most of its time that it could possibly be. Um, this sounds like, a lot like a, Unfriended. Or unfriended dark yes, web. Yes, it's it's very fantastic. similar. Um, but you know what? It's got zoom backgrounds. It's got oh my God. filters. It's got all these very zoomer things that, like, I'm sure for like 24 year olds, this is like probably the the most seen maybe they've been when it comes to because I guess we didn't have truth or dare that like everyone looked like they had Snapchat filters on. Yep, remember that? Like, oh yeah, uh, I like that movie. Um, I I didn't hate this mainly because again it's 55 minutes um and i will say some of the practical effects when what uh uh alex is practical effects Effects when when? uh like glasses explode people get pulled on chairs uh like like they they do some stuff that's like kind of interesting when they're like people get pulled on chairs yeah a chair with a person gets pulled across a room oh it's it's all right. It's 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 a funny novelty right now that I don't think. I think in three years, if you tried to show this to someone, they'd be like, "Heh, that's kind of funny that someone thought to do it this time." But it's too it's too in the moment to to stay, and it's not interesting enough to be super good at it. But I I give them credit for trying. Okay, A for effort. Yeah. S for shutter. I think a B, it's like a B for effort. Okay, yeah. B for effort. All right. Well, that, that's, that, that's pretty good, too. Um, anything else? Did anybody else see, watch anything else? I, after um, Scare Me 2020, the other one, I could not watch another single movie. It, it <laughs> literally almost killed me. Um, uh, no. The one thing I forgot to mention in previous weeks, I watched it a while back, uh, and Tiggs, I think this is kind of uh, the comedy that would be right up your alley. On um, Amazon Prime is... Uh, get duped. Oh, I've is, been meaning to watch that. Is that with the kids that are like the the four kids? Um... Yeah. yeah, there's like three three city delinquents and one like overachiever go on this uh this like uh wilderness like uh, uh what's the word uh, orienteering trip. Are they hunting for wilder people? It's it's kind of got that sort of style of like of like weird hijack. It's it's. I really uh, recommend I it highly. Completely, I completely forgot about that because I saw them. They were in a, um, they're in a Run the Jewels video, all four kids, oh. and I was like, "Oh crap, that movie is out!" And then I just forgot to watch it. I they oh, they, and, showed, and they showed that preview. I, I watched all of the boys season two just like straight through, and, and I saw that preview at least six times. Um, and yeah. I, it looks really I good. Watched- Watched it, enjoyed it, recommended it to Adam, and only remembered to recommend it and talk about it here when Adam texted me like three weeks later, being like, "I loved it." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to add that to the list. Um, yeah, yeah, I want to watch that. 
You know what? Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Do that or Borat. I'll do Borat tomorrow. I'm going to watch this tonight. Nice. Anyone else see anything else or, or are we done here? That I think sounds... you might be able to tell us where you can find us. You can find us on the web at movemoviepodcast.com. You can find Russ on all of them social media networks um, at Rust Incredible. You can find Peter as Pete, Peter PD something, maybe, right. I don't know, on Letterboxd. Um, you can find me on Letterboxd as Johnny Tiggs. Alex is alive. Uh, so thank you all for being here with us this week. Uh, and thank you guys for being on the podcast with me. Um, we'll see you all next time for our election special right here on the Movie Movie Podcast. It's it's, it's so weird that when you – like I'm, I'm excited for the episode, but when you said election special, I gro- groaned internally. <laughs>